you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I, of course, am your host, Michael Filipkowski, back with another episode today. Um, and of course, we're doing the NHL playoffs as they're starting up today. Um, so that means I got to get these episodes out soon. Um, today, we are covering the West and the South. I figured that, um, you know, I really couldn't cover each of them individually, given that there's only two matchups in the West, matchups in the South, matchups. But I also figured that covering the, all of them in one one episode would be would be way too long, and I actually kind of want to get in depth um, with all these teams. I want to kind of go through them, go through the matchups, go through each of the teams, give my prediction why, um, and I think we'll probably be back for the next round um, with another set of video, another probably just one video, one podcast episode um, regarding the next set of next set of games. Um, but that's how it's going to work. So obviously today we're starting with the uh, South and the West and we are going to start with the South and we're going to start with the Carolina Hurricanes, number one Z Carolina Hurricanes playing against the Nashville Predators, the four seed. Um, and so obviously in, you know, in, in this division, you know, there are eight teams in a division, um, four will make it in, four don't make it. So 16 team playoff. Uh, and then they, they have these little individuals. So you play people from your own your own division, and then you end up meeting in the semifinals versus the winners of the other divisions. With that being said, here we go. So Carolina and Nashville played against each other eight times a season. The combined record, right? So the record was six wins for Carolina, uh, two wins for Nashville, or six and two, or two and six, depending on how you look at it, um, depending on which team you're you're taking the perspective from. Um, from Carolina's perspective, they scored three goals per game. So out of those eight games, they were scoring an average of three goals, lining up 2.13, so goals against per game. Um, so obviously it's, it's pretty clear that Carolina had a pretty significant edge in the majority of these games. Uh, overall for Carolina, it was a very, very strong season. Uh, you know, I think the South actually has quite a few, you know, very good teams. I mean, when we look at Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Florida, those are three really, really great teams. So to be able to come out in top, excuse me, at top of this division is definitely nothing to, to look over. Um, Carolina had a really, really good season. Um, they were definitely well balanced, you know, scoring 179 goals, which was 10th in the NHL, uh, and allowing 136 goals, which was fourth in the NFL, uh, the NHL. So we can see that they're very, they're they're definitely balanced. Right, they're not you know they're not the greatest scoring team, but they're definitely definitely solid, um, and they're a very very strong uh, defensive team, goal team. 
you know, obviously Carolina's made it to this to the playoffs quite a few times, uh, you know, and they've, they've played the Bruins. I believe last year, if I'm correct, they beat the Bruins in the second round. Um, you know, Carolina is one of those teams that is continually, con- you know, continuously getting better, um, but they've not been able to reach that that next level, that next stage yet. And this is kind of, you know, they've really, in my opinion, have to come away with a series win. Um, you know. Carolina is in a very strong position, and I think that you know the way they've played this season was very, very good. And I think that they they really can continue and really make a statement win uh, in this series versus Nashville. Um, I believe it is a seven game series. I'm not. I think it is. Um, I'm not 100 sure. I think it is seven game series. I mean, that's what one would assume. Um, but, you know, I think we understand that Carolina is a very good team. Obviously, Sebastian Ajo had a very, very strong season for Carolina, netting 57 points, 24 goals, 33 assists, which is a very strong season overall. I mean, that's a very, very marketable season. Um, and so, you know, I think that yeah, it is a seven-game series. Sorry, I was just checking. So I think that Carolina's got got a lot of very, very strong pieces, and they're a very, very good team. The biggest question is, is you know, goaltending for Carolina, right? Because you know, when we get to the playoffs, I said this last season, right? When I was talking about Tampa Bay, and I said that, and I was talking about all these teams, I was I said that whichever team, you know, has the best goaltending in the playoffs is the team that is ultimately going to win, right? And Andres Vasilevsky played absolutely lights out in the playoffs for Tampa Bay last season. You know, with Carolina, that is the question, right? Because they have both Reimer and Ned Jojo. I'm not. Gonna, I'm just gonna call him Ned because I don't. I don't know how to pronounce his last name because I, I I don't watch enough Carolina Hurricanes hockey. It's just not something that I do. Um, but both him and Reimer played about an equal number of games, although Ned has been, you know, I wouldn't about significantly better. I mean, he's he has a 932 save percent average compared to Reimer's 906. He has a 1.9 goals against average compared to a Reimer's 266. So, like, both of them are very qualified, right? But it's the question of which one are you going to pick? Are you going to be switching off? Because Reimer's definitely – Reimer definitely has more experience. Right, this is really uh, Nedeljovic's first season as a as a starting goaltender for for a lengthy period of time, right? And and you know, do you, are you going to go with the the guy who's been better during the season, or are you going to go go with the guy who has more experience? Um, you know, or will you mix it up? I think those are all valid questions to ask. If it were me. I would start out with the guy who's been hot. I mean, if this is the guy going forward, then you got to show confidence in him. I think Reimers had a good season and obviously can step in, but it is going to be a very big decision uh, um, for for uh, the Carolina Pan- uh, Hurricanes head coach. I'm blanking on his name. That's Dr. Moore, I believe. And, and it's going to be it's Rob Rob Grind Grind Amore. 
I'm pronouncing that wrong. Okay, but it's fine. At the end of the day, right, it's going to be the biggest decision of Carolina's first round, right? Who are they playing a goaltender? Because it could ultimately, you know, be a deciding factor in whether they – it will be a deciding factor in whether they win or lose a series. Um, and Nashville's no team to joke around with, right? So they're, they've scored 156 goals, which is 20th, and they've let up 154, which is 11th. Roman Yossi has 33 points, 8 goals, 25 assists. Um Forsberg has had a strong season, um, but Nashville to me is not a very strong team. It's probably, in my opinion, uh, maybe one of the weaker teams in the playoffs. Certainly, I'd say it's not the weakest four, I would say, but it's definitely a team I would have concern. Not, not you know, not too many worries about. Um, they have a lot of injuries, and their power play is horrendous. They've been better recently. Which, which tells me that, you know, they definitely have a shot at winning a couple games. But ultimately, I don't think that they're going to win this series, even if the goaltending for Carolina is just average, right? However, going forward, I think Carolina is going to need to be able to make a decision between, well, who are we going to start? Because that's going to be very important to decide that because once you get to that next round and you're playing an actual, a really competitive team, either Florida or Tampa Bay, that decision is going to need to be the right one. I think... Nashville, you know, they, they've had a magical run. I don't see it in the cards for them this season. I think Carolina takes it probably in five. I think Nashville will probably get a game. Um, probably in five. I could see six. I could see four. Definitely not seven, though, in my opinion. Uh, but Carolina, I think, takes this series. I think they're just too dominant. Um, I think that they're too good defensively, especially. Um, you know, Nito Niederreiter and guys like that. I think it's going to be very, very difficult for Nashville. Um, I'm not saying Niederreiter is a defenseman. I'm just saying that they're just they're too good of a defensive team. They have too many good offensive weapons. Um, and the way Sebastian Ajo's had a season, uh, the amount of experience they have in the playoffs, I think that's all going to play toward their toward their to the to their advantage. And I think that uh, Carolina takes them in five probably. Um, moving on to Florida versus Tampa Bay. This is the 2-3 uh, matchup. Florida's a 2, Tampa Bay's a 3. So this season, Florida had a 5-2-1 record versus Tampa Bay. So they've won 5, they've lost 3, one was in overtime. I believe one of their at least one of their wins was in overtime. So, um, But they have won a majority of the games versus Tampa Bay. Uh, there's a th- They have a 3.88 goals per game, and they're letting up 3 goals flat against Tampa Bay. So, you know, again, you know, they're outscoring them nearly by a goal a game, which is a big number. I mean, that is, that is a big number right there and not something that you, you're going to, you're going to mess around with. Um, Florida's, you know, I mean, look, they've had a really, really strong season. You know, if you think Carolina has been very good, I mean, Florida has 189 goals, which is good for fifth. They've let in 153, which is 10th. So, you know, very, very similar, you know, 10th and fifth versus 10th and fourth. Uh, for Carolina and Florida. So very, very good teams. Just one is better offensively. The other is better defensively. Florida is obviously the better offensive team. Um, Herbert Dow has had a great season. He had 61 points, 20 goals, 41 assists. And this is certainly the best Florida Panthers team in a very, very long time. Um, they're strong, but they don't have a lot of experience, right? So we're going to see how that kind of plays in. 
because they're going up against the Stanley Cup champions from last season, right? A team that obviously has a lot of experience, a team that did it all last year, and a team that is also, you know, I don't know if they're going to get back Kucherov and Samkos this round, but they're expected to get them back hopefully at some point down the line. So um, it's I think Florida is a very, very strong contending team. It's really the first time that they've had a shot at winning a series in, I think, what, 25 seasons? So it's been a long time. Um, but the team they're going up against Tampa Bay has been very, very solid as well. They have scored 181 goals, which is eighth. Lynn in 147th, which is sixth. Um, you know, their top point, you know, getters have been very, very, very strong. Right, Brandon Point had 48, Palat had 46, Hedman had 45. Those are big numbers for three guys, right, across the board. Um, they're not like individually the numbers aren't like crazy, but combined those numbers are huge, right? They're a very, very strong team. Um, they play very, very well to their strengths, and they have a goaltender who's been who has shown that he can turn it on when he needs to. Um, the biggest question is, can Vasilevsky turn it on again against Florida, right? Can he have another, you know, can he have another great Stanley Cup run after last year? Um, and and that, that is really the biggest question. I think he's had a good season this season. But, you know, man, I mean, this is a tough one because, you know, I don't know. I like Florida, but part of me is telling me to go with Tampa Bay, right? Which means I think it's probably going to be a six or seven game series either way, right? Um, see, Florida's going to be at home if it's a seven game series. So, like, if I say if Tampa wins, they'll do it in six. I think if Florida wins, they'll do it in seven. Is that probably the best way to go about it? Um, hmm. I think Vasilevsky is going to play better. I'll go a seven-game series, and I'll take Florida winning it in seven. I think that that – it's difficult. I think that that's – I don't know. That's kind of what I'm going to go with. I, I think Florida is just a little bit too – I think they're better. I think they're a better team. I think Vasilevsky is going to play better. She's going to push it to seven, and I think that Florida ends up taking it home, however. I think – it's going to be a good series, though. This is probably one of my, I'm going to have to say, favorite series because you got two teams who are just going to go at it, really. Um, okay, moving on to the West. You have your first seed, Colorado, versus your fourth seed, St. Louis. Um, so Colorado had a 5-3-0 record versus St. Louis over the course of the season. They were scoring 3.25 goals a game compared to letting in 2.63 goals against per game. Colorado. So, that I mean, first off, that tells you that you know, overall, I mean, overall, we're talking about essentially like 0.9. I think that's the difference, 0.8, 0.9 goals per game. Um, but the 5 for oh is, is definitely a little bit concerning, right? Because you see, I mean, St. Louis hasn't been a great team all season, but Colorado has definitely had their struggles. But I think that... I mean, look at Colorado. They've scored 197 goals, which is the best in the NHL. They've only let in 133, which is the third best in the NHL. Uh, so, 
So, like, when we talk about Colorado, like, they're obviously a, a, a extremely talented team, and they've played it really, really well basically all season. I mean, they've, they've lost games, surely, but, like, you know, they've been just offensively and defensively very, very sound. And uh, what else is there? Is there more to say about that? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really think there is. Um, I, honestly, like, this, it's difficult. Colorado, like, they've had some of the best scorers, like, really across the NHL. Not the best, but some of the best. Rontanen had 66 points, 30 goals, 36 assists. McKinnon had 65 points, 20 goals, 45 assists. And Landeskog had 52 points, 20 goals, and 32 assists. And McKinnon only played 48 games, by the way. So we didn't even play uh, you know, the full 52 or 56 or whatever it was this season. So he played quite a few, quite a few less and still put a bunch of points, right? They really are <laughs> a triple-headed monster on that. That re- I mean, that looks to me like the front line. So, um, you know, they have Nassim Kadri. They have you know, some good, good, good players. And I think that Colorado is a very dominant team. And compared to St. Louis, they've struggled a lot this season, right? I mean, St. Louis has not been good. The, the only, you know, thing that people might say, the biggest reservation is that the West this season was just a – not very good, not very competitive. And St. Louis, I think, is really part of that. Um, and for a good portion of the season, Minnesota was too. There's an easy schedule. And, and, and you know, which Colorado did have a bunch of injuries. And the real question is, right, is is can, you know, Grubauer, like, get it done in the playoffs? I mean, he was absolutely sensational this season with a 1.95 goals against average and a 9.22 save percentage. Those are both really, really high numbers, or well, really, really good numbers, right? One nine five, anything under two is insane. And if you're above, really like nine, if you're in the nines, you're playing well. But if you're above nine two, you're playing really well, I think. So nine one nine two is kind of my my marker there. Um, if Grubauer can sustain himself and play basically almost every single game, they'll be fine. The question is, is if he doesn't. Do you trust Johansson or Dubnik? I personally don't. I don't think they're – I mean, Dubnik has not been very good this season, and Johansson has been all right, but um, in very, very limited action, right? He's played eight games, so that, that's definitely something to look at. Um, if Grubauer can keep it up, I mean, I think they win this series pretty much either way, but if Grubauer can keep it up, they're definitely going to be a competitive team going forward. Obviously, we're just talking about this series. So moving on to St. Louis – um, 169 goals, which is 13th. Let let up 170 though, which is 19th. So they're they're letting in quite a few goals. Um, Perone had 58 points. O'Reilly had 54 points, 24 goals. They have a lot of potential. If Tarasenko comes back and really is able to make a splash, I could see them winning a game or two. Um, like he has to make a big splash though. Um, and you know, obviously Jordan Bennington has done this whole whole rodeo before. So I, I don't count out St. Louis ever because of that. However, I think that Colorado is much more dominant. They've been much more consistent, and St. Louis really has not been all too good this season. So for those reasons, I'm gonna take Colorado in four. Uh just a clean clean sweep. 
I don't think I think Colorado is easily the better team. Um, one of the best teams in the NHL going up against, I would say, a team that really underperformed for a good portion of the season. So um, that's that's my thoughts. Last series, we have Las Vegas versus Minnesota. Minnesota. See, I say it like that because that's how they say it in Minnesota. And those people are weird. Um, and if I just alienated the state of Minnesota, I'm sorry. Um, okay. So Las Vegas had a 3-4-1 record versus Minnesota. Three goals per game, three goals against per game. So basically that even. Three flat for both of them, actually. Um, that tells you it's been tight games when these two teams have played, right? 3-4-1 means essentially, you know, split, and then they had one game that was an overtime win, which is, you know, an extra goal for one team, unless it was a shootout, which I think it actually was. So they're probably – I mean, essentially, they've been tied on goals, right? Um, that's going to make this series tough to call, right? Um, so Las Vegas was 191st in goals, which is third. 124 goals let in, which is first. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury just played a sensational season. I mean, probably the best of his career. Like he had a 1.98 goals against average and was saving and a 0.928 save percentage, which is just the best of his career. Um, uh, Stone, Pacioretty, and Marchessault were incredible. I mean, especially Stone, though. I mean, he really came into his own this season with 61 points. Pacioretty had 51 of his own, and Marchessault had 44. Um, this team is extremely talented. Uh, deep. They have been here before. They've had success, although you know haven't been able to to do the whole thing. Th this, I think that they're going to go into it the right way. I think last season they they felt that they were going to win one hundred percent absolutely, and they ended up falling a good deal short of that. Right. This season, I see it differently. I think Las Vegas is much more, hopefully, much more. Um, much more humble, modest about the way they play because you can't go into this series against Minnesota thinking that you're going to win it in four because I don't think that. Minnesota's been an extremely good team, especially recently. They've scored 181 goals, which is eighth, 160 let in, which is 16th. Um, one name, Kaprizov or Kaprizov. I think it's Kaprizov. I mean, he's been he's – been, when we talk about the dude for a team, it's 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 Kaprizov. I mean, he's been he's been the guy that you the guy that you want, the guy that you need. Um, Kirill Kaprizov has been that guy from Minnesota really lately as well. Um, the power play from Minnesota is extremely strong, and Talbot is very very good. Um, Talbot is very very good. For for uh, for Minnesota, so what does that say, right? About you know this series. I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of competition in this series. I think it's going to be very very tight. It's probably it's going to be a very good two three, and that makes it difficult for me to pick pick on you know, pick one team to win. Um, I think Minnesota can win this series. That is definitely the case. I think that of the four series we have here, um, 
I'd say probably this is the most competitive. I think that the Florida versus Tampa Bay, I mean, it will be competitive, but I don't think it will be as tight as this. I think if it goes to seven, there'll be three games that one team won by a decent amount, three games that the other team won by a decent amount, and that seventh game will be a split. But honestly, Florida could probably wipe the floor, and I could see, like, uh, Tampa Bay. I think that this one's probably going to be the tightest. I think Vegas is a very, very strong team, but I think Minnesota is as well. Um, I think Vegas is the better team. Goaltending, goaltending, goaltending. And Mi- Vegas has the better goaltending, I think. I haven't seen Minnesota compete with the big boys yet. So I will have – I think I'm going to take Vegas in six. You know, I think it's going to be a very, very competitive series, but I just don't – Think that Minnesota has enough steam to to do the whole to, to win this series. Um, probably not take it to seven. I could see it taking a seven, but I think Vegas wins it in six. Although I think it's going to be very very competitive and very very tight, uh, thin margins in this one. So that is going to be the West and the South preview episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, the North and the the East should be out as well now. So if you haven't listened to that, go check that one out. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. Uh, we'll be back. We have a lot of episodes coming out very, very soon. We're going to do an MB, MB, excuse me, M, NBA preview. I think uh, that's going to be very, very good. Um, and if you think I sound a little sick, it is because I got my second shot yesterday. But I think I'm all good. I think we're all good. Um, I'm also fighting the allergies at the same time. So we're we're – we're waging war right now, and we're going to win this one, I think. So, um, But if you're worried about that, that is kind of uh, <laughs> that is kind of what you are hearing right now. But I think they did well. Um, I want to see if I'm right primarily. I hope I am. Um, I've been right quite a bit, but it's always good to keep, you know, making making people know that you're right. Like that's always a, always a good thing to do. So thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. Go check out the other NHL playoff episode if you have not looked at it yet. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and you'll hear me in the next one. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, you better hit it. I want Iguodala.